0: Welcome to The Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. And the exchange moment that takes place between a human heart and a loving God through the decision to trust God for who he is, and all that he's done, is doing, and will do, is a significant moment, and I love this passage in uh, in the Bible, in the book of Matthew, which talks about what's known as the last supper, mm. and we're going to read that in a moment, and we're also going to take communion towards the end of this message, and if you are at home, I want to encourage you to think about what you can grab and take. Obviously, we've got a, a beautiful setup here. If you get hungry later yeah, on, I you can have a snack, but Typically, uh, for us, we, we have an opportunity. The Bible says, in Jesus speaking, do this as often as you remember to because of the importance and the significance of what this is. But we find here in Matthew 26, verse 26, it says this. As they were eating, talking of the Passover meal, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Jesus started to change uh, the script here. Passover was something that happened each and every year, but this was a different type of Passover because Jesus was getting ready for a significant moment that changed all of our lives for the better. It says, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it into pieces and he gave it to the disciples. He said this, take this and eat it, for this is my body. And then he took a cup of wine and he gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and His people, you and I, and it is a covenant and a reminder of what has been poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Jesus wanted to make a moment of recognition that this wasn't just a ritual that we're going to get into in a moment, and unpack a little bit more, but this was a significant moment where God himself became flesh and represented an exchange where he said, we're going to do things differently because I am giving of myself so that you may be free from your sin. Mm. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness in our lives. Jesus, we thank you. You went to the cross and you went all the way. And right now, wherever we may find ourselves, whether it's our first time in church, whether we know what it is to do church whether we're in a living room with our watch parties, whether with our family, with our spouse by ourselves, wherever we are at in life, we thank you your presence reaches right into the midst. And today as we come around your word, as we come around the importance of this exchange moment that took place in your word, we pray that it would speak to us very powerfully and very very much in a relevant way to where we're at now. We thank you for your goodness and grace. Lord God, we thank you you're still in control that you're still on the throne, and we pray that you would have your way in and through our lives in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. And, you know, we're, we're going to take these emblems a little bit later, and we're focusing in on this exchange when it comes to worship, Pastor mm-hmm. Marie. But maybe you could just for a moment unpack this key foundational scripture for us as Christians. This is an exchange moment between Jesus and his disciples that really changes the game for every one of us.
1: Yeah, and I think it's important, Luke, like you said, it's not a religious ritual. Unfortunately, many people see communion as that. I I used to see it that way myself as a younger teenager, as a ritual, not actually. I think Jesus went to lengths to demonstrate to us and to his disciples that when he wasn't here anymore, that this is a relationship he wanted with us, that he was um, sharing intimately with them over a meal. And he was trying to relate You know how we can relate to him really on the ground when he wasn't around, and it it wasn't something that we just did as I've done that tick the box. He was he was there with them. It was an intimate moment. He was sharing heart. They knew him. They the the disciples had walked with him for many years, and they had they knew his heart. They knew his concerns. They knew his love for them. They knew what concerned his heart, and so there was a relationship there and. And that's why he was around the table in a relational way to say, hey, remember me in this moment in your life. I'm, I'm going to be there for you in a relational way. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that's why he wanted us to remember, take something that would remind us. Right. Uh, so that we, we would need it along our journey in life when things got hard. But it was, it was an intimate moment that he shared with the disciples because they had intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a ritual. And um, I think that's important to note. The relationship and trust was there because of that intimacy, because yeah. of that connection. It wasn't forced. It was actually real because of a relationship. And, you know, there was a situation about to take place, which we all know as the Last Supper. And they were um, sharing a meal together. And Jesus was about to, trying to explain to them of what was about to take place. And he knew that the disciples would need to rely on their relationship with him at that point in order to accept what he was about to tell them so that they could trust him. They, they could trust that it's going to be okay because really what he was about to tell them was, it's going it's to hurt you. This is going to be hard because I'm not going to be here for you tangibly in the presence. But remember that I will be there. When you go through hardships, I think it's for us to know in in the hard times in life, as we have the symbol of the, the bread and the wine, the body and the blood of Jesus, that we can remember that he is our lifeline, that he is the sustenance that we need. When we go through our dark days, when we go through impossible situation or seemingly impossible circumstances in life when we go through the unexpected times that that come to all of us he wanted us to remember even in the good times more importantly remember that this is this is not you not about you or your strength I'm there for you I want to be in your life and my presence will be with you in those times and you know I think that's that's what he was demonstrating to us he said in John 6 particularly in verse 51, he said, I myself am this living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And also the bread that I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh, my body. And, you know, we can have his presence is with us now. Mm. And I, I think so many people in life, Treat God like, I don't know, if you do this for me or if you answer my prayer, then I will consider trusting you. I'll, I'll consider believing you. I'll, I'll consider maybe giving my life to you. But that, that's that's not what it's about. They don't have that basic relationship with Jesus. And it's out of the relationship that the trust comes. Like, I wouldn't trust a stranger. It's out of relationship that we trust somebody else. We don't just trust anybody unless we have a relationship and I think that's really what Jesus was demonstrating when he was sitting at the table. Like, it's out of our trust. It's a relationship. I love you. You can trust me.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And, and that's really what separates Christianity from other religions, Absolutely. right? Is that Christianity is based on a relationship. Yeah. And you and I need to understand that as a natural relationship works here on earth, so it does in heaven, in regards to the fact that there's two sides, there's two parties— that need to both be in it for it to work. And the Bible declares that God is in it. It's up to you and I to get to this point, like you said, where we trust him yeah. for who he is. And, and I think in times like the world the globe is in right now, it's mm, it's it's no surprise that your faith in mm. who God is, your trust in the relationship you have with him is revealed to a greater level because when things seem out of control, it's quite often a great tester as to how in control you do or don't feel. So true. And I've found in my own life that the the depth of the relationship I have is only discovered in the moments when I actually have to really brace myself and hold on to the faith and the relationship I have in God. And, you know, I love that. I love that Christianity is not just a relationship but a daily one. Yeah. Relationship works when you wake up every single day and choose to trust, right. choose to do life together. And, and I think that's really important. I think for some of us, uh, God or the concept of our faith or Christianity is uh, the top up. We get on a Sunday in a service and we're in a, in a season globally. Most uh, around the world will have experienced the fact that that's been taken away from us. And it's going to take a, a greater personal lean in yes. to receive, to read God's word to another level, to, to actually create time to seek out the relationship and not just rely on a corporate faith. Yes. And sometimes we look at God and we, we think he's our get out of jail free card mm-hmm. or he's the, uh, the, the prayer request answerer when we're in need and then that's it. We don't think about him anymore. But we all need to get to a point where we understand he's actually a good father. Totally. First and foremost, God's love for us comes out of a father's heart. And, you know, you're a great mum to me. I'm very privileged to have you as my mum. But obviously, we wear different hats. Uh, Not only are you my mum, but you're a boss of mine. You're a senior pastor to me. Also a great friend, although maybe I should hang out with you a bit more often.
1: Yeah, that'd be good, Luke.
0: Yeah, but (laughs) first and foremost... I know that you're my mum, and when I know that as a son, I can come to you as mum, first and foremost, Mm. that relationship is vitally important, whether it's a good day or a challenging day, whether it's a long season or a short season, Mm. I know that mum is always going to be there, and I think we need to get to a point in our maturity as Christians to see God for who he really is, which is first and foremost a good father, he's yeah. our heavenly father. And I think that's where the disciples started to understand through Jesus and how he lived his life, even in the midst of what would be uh, back then, their kind of COVID, where things are getting turned upside down because Jesus, the coming Messiah, mm. the Savior who's done all the miracles, is saying, hey, I'm, I'm about to go. Mm. No, 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 we read them saying, no, don't do that. <laughs> it's better we go than you go. But yeah. they discovered through who Jesus was the love of God from a father's perspective and as a parent I have the privilege now of seeing it to my own kids and although there are moments where I may not appreciate them <laughs> more than others, i.e. Cruz deciding to draw on the walls at <laughs> home this week, we love you Cruz, but my love and my adoration for who they are isn't dictated to mm. what they do because they're my kids and I'm their dad and I yeah. think that's where... Our Christianity needs to get away from an experiential, like you said, uh, I'll do this if you do this, to recognise who God is. Maybe some thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think in any relationship, Luke, any friendship, for that matter, any marriage, you don't just say, if you do this for me. Your your friendship is not based on that. You do this for me, and then I'll consider doing that for you, because if that was the case, we'd be in trouble. That's why relationships get into trouble uh, they won't last too long with that that attitude or that mindset. But it's a matter of, you know, in as a mum, as your mum, I love you because you're, you're my flesh and blood. You know, you're my son. I, that's why I love you. It's not conditional on what you do or what you don't do for me, <clears throat> although those coffee dates would be good from time to time. Hint, hint. Got it. <laughs> but as a parent, your love for your children is based on the fact that they're yours, like you said, and you have... Uh, you have confidence in that. You have just assurance in that. And, you know, you will never find fulfilment and contentment and I think that's where a lot of us go wrong. I know earlier in my life it, it was the case for me. If you are just looking for relationships based on that, performance-based, ideology, ide- lo- How you say that word?
0: Ideological. Yeah.
1: Ideology. Oh. And that's, that's what a lot of us do or have done. But I know in my past, you know, when I was a young girl, my, my dad had died, as we've talked about before, you know, and I've t- shared this at church, and um, my trust was broken with my mum. And everybody that I ever got close to or loved hurt me in some way. And I, I spent a lot of my teenage years looking for other people to validate me and love me and for me to trust And unfortunately, um, my trust was broken and shattered, basically. By the time I came to uh, be introduced to Jesus, I had a shattered heart because I I had everybody let me down. And to be honest, it took me a long time in marrying Paul. It's something that I really didn't consider or take into consideration that would affect me in my trust with Paul when I married Paul. Um, For the first six months, I just was in turmoil because... I was suspicious of everybody. I was suspicious of everybody's motive, not really trusting that they loved me. Right. And so that took a little bit of working out because it was it was doing my head in and it also was not healthy for my marriage. And one day I just realized I just have to make a decision. Yeah. Trust is not about what other someone's gonna do back to me. It's not a feeling, it's actually a decision. I have to make a decision that I'm gonna trust you and That's what we have to do with God as well. Get to that point where we're going to trust you. And that's a daily thing. It's not conditional. It's it's, I trust you because I love you. And that's the end of the story. Christine Kane said this, God's love is based on his character, not our performance. And I'm so glad about that. Mm. You know, when we trust in the goodness of God, in his personhood, in who he is, not what he can do for us, but who he is and we have that heart connection, Connection. that's what real relationship is. Yep. It's trusting in, he's a good God, he's a good father, he loves us yeah. and wants to do life for us. It's not about, you know, you do this for me and I'll love you back. And regardless of that, he loves us. And that takes time, I guess, and, and, and commitment to have that relationship with God and him to have that with us.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, I've found in my own life that, the level of my trust in God will determine the depth of my relationship with Him. And I think for a lot of us, uh, circumstance may have led us to a point where we've gone on a journey to discover there must be something more to life than this. And Mm. we find ourselves at that place or that crossroads, maybe you're there right now, I want to encourage you, God is real. His love towards you is more than you could imagine. But there comes a point where you discover the reality that in any relationship, trust is going to determine the depth yeah. of how we get through the things that aren't as easy right. as we would like them to be. And I think that's a really important thought. And I'm sure over many years, you share, obviously, some of your own journey around trust. But oh. as a pastor, over many years, I'm sure you've helped walk people through yeah. many journeying uh, journeys of trusting God to a deeper level. Is there any thoughts or a story of recent that sticks out in regards to that?
1: Yeah, um, like anything, Luke, I, I love that we do get it. It's an honour and a privilege to walk through some of the harder things in life with people. But we all have to, to trust, get to that point where we do let go of our fears and our doubts and our insecurities and surrender. And I had a beautiful email this week from a lady called Kendall. And Kendall was somebody that we honoured at uh, the Sisters one day this year. She uh, was on a four and a half year infertility journey and out of six pregnancies, she now has two children. And she just shared how after that whole scenario of losing four children, how her heart was sick. And along the journey, she had to learn and she did learn that, the, I'll read from what she said to me in the email. She said, our hope should never be in what we want in life. It should be in who God is and what he has done for you, Having hope in that love and that sacrifice, that's what doesn't make your heart sick at all. It's honouring and holding on to God through hard times and hoping in who He is as opposed to what you want that can help you get through those hard times. And that's what we, we've been talking about. It's trust in who God is, not what He can do for you.
0: Yeah, I love that. And, you know, sometimes we can get enamoured with a evidence-based faith. Yeah. Well, if if I see it happen, Mm -hmm. then I'll believe, so to speak. But faith is about believing in the unseen. And at times, God will do a miracle. And at other times, He will allow us to process through to get to a deeper level of dependency and trust on Him. And I love that it's such a, I guess, a great encouragement that no matter where we all find ourselves, you may be in the darkest valley right now. You may be in a challenging season in your finances and your family. Well, let's be encouraged that God is not void of where we're at, and God is not too far out of reach to help you and I, but it is, as Ken will put it, a hope and a dependency on who God is, and trusting Him in the tough times that get us to a point of revelation of His goodness and His grace towards us. And yeah. you know, that moment we read about the in the book of Matthew, where it is this Last Supper, but Jesus says it's gonna be a little bit different this time and and he makes a point to break bread and say this is my body that is broken, pours the wine, this is the blood that is gonna be shed. He's foretelling what is about to happen. It's this start, I guess, of the exchange moment that changed the game for all humanity where seemingly there was no way back to God, the incredible father, because of us as humans turning our back on his love, so to speak, but Jesus stepped in and said no, I'm going to pay the price. And while you're still sinning, the Bible says, Christ Mm. loves each and every one of us. And I think we can find great joy and hope in the fact that God's love is towards us and he is always for us. He's never against us. But I think it's important that we understand why Jesus did what he did in this passage because this helps us uh, in a moment as we take communion recognize the significance Mm. of this foundational moment for our faith. Yeah. And, and for the time that is here and now, why don't you unpack a little bit about communion?
1: Well, the, the Latin for communion means sharing in common. And the beautiful thing about Jesus and, and the exchange that has taken place that he came to earth to identify with us. He, he identifies with our humanity. There's nothing that we go through that he doesn't understand. And he, he wanted us to know, I'm here for you in those times. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm here for you and he he wanted to know that he he is there but he wants to be involved in our life and I think that's the beautiful thing that he loves us enough that he wants to be there he understands the struggles he understands the pain that we go through and he, not only does he identify with it he cares about us yeah. and he wants to be the solution because he is the solution for us we can draw from him in those times because he, he wants that exchange to take place. That is why he came down from heaven, identifies with us, and he said, here, I want to give my life yeah. for yours so that you can have what I have with the Father, that great intimate relationship. And I understand today, you know, many many people's trust has been broken, like me. I had my trust broken And, you know, when we've had that, we try to control. That's what happens when our trust has been broken. The way we protect ourselves is trying to control. It's like, I'm I'm going to be in control of this because I don't want to be hurt again. And we find it really hard to let go and let God and surrender. But, you know, we have to get to that place where we make that decision. Ultimately, I got to that place where Jesus was uh, presented before me and this opportunity to surrender to him and have him in my life, was it was an ultimate decision. I'm going to trust you with my life. And he has never let me down. He's never let us down because he's he's the beautiful exchange for us. And the thing is, he identifies with us in that trust issue. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane about to give up his life. And he was saying to his father, if there's any other way, If you could take this away from me, and I'm sure we can identify with that and the struggles in our life, but if you could take this away, this would be awesome. But nevertheless, because I know you love me and because I love you, I trust you. I know you, so I'm going to give up my will and say whatever you want. And it's in Matthew 26, 39. It says, And after going a little farther, he fell face down and prayed, saying, My father... If it is possible, that is consistent with your will, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will go, not as I will, but as you will. He knew that he was a good, good father, so he was able to trust him in that moment.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that's really how we know (laughs) God loves us. That God of all creation, of the heavens and the earth, decided to come down to earth. In human form, we know Jesus to be 100% man, 100% God, but in his humanity, even at the last moment, mm. he explains through crying out what we would all feel. Hey, yeah. if there's any other way, right now, God, yeah. could you step in, but not what I want in this moment, but ultimately I trust you. And so what you want is what I want, and it's in that exchange. Yeah where we see the Bible come to life in our own lives, where it declares in our weakest moment, He is at His strongest. Because dependency and our trust in who God is and the character of Him, not what He does, comes to the fore. And so we're gonna take communion, like I said, and right now, if you haven't had a chance, I wanna encourage you to quickly grab whatever's around in the kitchen there in the living room there, maybe as a watch party, you wanna take communion together The importance for you and I is to discover this deep dependence and trust on a loving Father. And as we ask the team to worship in this moment today, I I would ask for you to create some space to have an exchange. Maybe for you there is a distrust between you and your Heavenly Father. Maybe there's disappointment or unforgiveness or bitterness because of something that took place, I want to encourage you that in this moment you can lay that down. Maybe it's just simply verbalizing it, saying, God, I'm going to trust you with this. This frustration that I haven't seen an answer for, I'm going to trust you with this. And as the team minister through this incredibly powerful song, I want you to do what you need to do to create a moment between you and God because the Bible says, where two or three are gathered under His name, He is in the midst. Yeah. And I'm going to believe with you that as we have an exchange moment, His presence is going to enrich your life and there is going to be an exchange that takes place. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to LifeNZ.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.